you know, they, they got us last year and um, they were on video uh, talking about how they were tougher than us. They were more physical than us and how they wanted to be more than us. So um, I personally believe that we owe them a loss we, and we owe ourselves a win. We are back with another episode of the Pod of Aggieland, uh, starring your host, uh, Chase Lang, yours truly, number two in the field, number one in y'all's hearts. I have a special episode lined up for today. Um, I'll be having an interview with um, two stars on the Aggie soccer team, and Carlina Sample and Katie Smith, and then a little personal one-on-one conversation with my girlfriend. So I'm uh, looking forward to um, you guys hearing that piece, but um, let's, let's get right into it. We have a we have a quality opponent, a um, beyond a quality opponent in Arkansas this upcoming Saturday in Jerry's World in the Cowboys Stadium. Um, the number 10 in the country, um, you know, they, they got us last year and um, they were on video uh, talking about how they were tougher than us and they were more physical than us and how they wanted to more than us. So um, I personally believe that we owe them um, a win. We owe them a loss, excuse me, and we, and we owe ourselves a win. But um, yeah, I feel like this week of practice, um, it's it's been pretty solid so far. Uh, we had a good Monday, we had a good Tuesday, had a good Wednesday practice. Coach Fisher has done a um a a great job of just reminding us to make sure that we're not only fine tuning the mental side of the game, but making sure we're fine tuning the the physical aspect of the game. Um, Arkansas is actually an extremely physical team, and they like to they like to play physical. Um, their defense actually poses a lot of different schemes and um, can can um, can confuse an offense if you don't uh, prepare for it the right way because they have a lot of different looks. They have uh, three high safety looks, um, two high safety looks that are actually disguised as cover three. Their three high safety looks actually can be disguised as a Tampa two, which is a, a form of cover two zone. And a lot of times, especially on third down and third and long, um, they like to drop eight and they only have three down linemen. So um, that has changed a lot for us on offense, especially at the skill position, like uh, wide receiver and tight end, just by our blocking assignments. Our blocking assignments have changed this week because of the the way their defenses run. Um, they don't really disguise a lot of things, though, in terms of like when they're when they're bringing uh, blitzes from the corners or um, any blitzes from the secondary. Um, they're, they're going to tell you with their eyes, um, like, like most teams do, but, um, they don't even really try to disguise their blitzes of anything. So, um, I feel like we've been doing a pretty good job, actually a really good job in just, um, uh, getting those different looks from the scout team in practice, um, executing when we need to execute it. And, uh, uh, also routes that were routes and, and angles, they, those, um, have changed a lot because of what their defense does. But, um, I feel like we're, we're. We're, we're uh, prepared for anything they're going to throw at us. And um, since we don't uh, necessarily see the defense all the time because we're in season, um, they um, are getting the right looks, I know, from the scout team. Um, their offense is a high-powered offense. They have a, a really talented quarterback in K.J. Jefferson. Um, he's a guy who's been there for a while. He understands the system. Um, and, yeah, they, they have a, they got some good skill guys around him. The OU transfer. Jaden Hazelwood, who's a who's a who's a good player. He's a he was in my class coming out. Um, he's a I feel like he's a good key player for them, and he he did a good job in replacing Mike Woods the, there last year. But Mike Woods did go to OU too, so 
Arkansas. That's funny. But um, Arkansas is three and zero this year. You know, we are two and one. They have wins over Cincinnati, South Carolina, and they escaped a win in Missouri State. Missouri State came to play last Saturday. Drew Sanders and Bumper Pool they lead the way defensively. Uh, Bumper Pool has been there for a long time, so um, you know, you know, if this is his last ride at Arkansas, I know he's going to want to make sure that he plays well against us and uh, also in Drew Sanders. So um, you know, just making sure that we match them and and having them match us. I feel like. Uh, last year wasn't the the best product that we put on the field, and I feel like we left a lot of plays out there. And um, honestly, I don't think we took Arkansas as serious as we needed to last year because you know they had just got a new head coach and um, they were in the process of rebuilding their program. But um, like I said a couple episodes earlier in the season, um, Arkansas is a team who has really rallied around their coach, and I feel like they they're really starting to buy into the culture there. And like you see, they're a top ten team in the country, so obviously they're playing good football. But um, yeah, I don't think I don't think um, the country has seen the best of us yet. Uh, I don't think our ranking um, right now in the AP pool really shows how talented we are as a team. And I feel like any minute now we're just gonna, um, you know, just hit our stride and just take off from there. And um, it's not a better time to do it in Cowboy Stadium uh, in a six o'clock game against Arkansas. So um, this is actually like one of the last times we're gonna be playing them in AT&T Stadium. So. Um, in knowing that, I know that's going to add a lot of extra juice to the guys in the locker room just um, wanting to close out that series strong in that stadium. But, uh, yeah, I know, I know I'm know, i looking forward to it. Um, the, the Dallas Cowboys are my favorite team. So um, this is actually my first chance playing in Cowboys Stadium against Arkansas because my freshman year I redshirted. And then my sophomore year was a COVID year. So um, uh, we played them in Kyle Field in College Station. Uh, last year I had a concussion. so. Um, this would be my first time playing them in uh, Cowboy Stadium, so I'm really looking forward to it. And just having uh, so much of my family being able to make it to the game because I do have a lot of family in Dallas, in the Dallas uh, area. So uh, it's going to mean that much more to me. And I know we have a lot of guys on the team who are from Dallas and from the Dallas area, so it's going to mean a lot to them as well. Now, to my favorite part of the uh, Thursday episodes, I have a special, I have two special guests for you, uh, you guys this, um, this episode. I have None other than Carlina Sample and Katie Smith coming in from the Aggie soccer team. And now uh, for my favorite part of the show, introducing my two special guests from the Aggie soccer team, uh, two team captains, uh, Miss Carlina Sample and Miss Katie Smith. Thank you both for coming on to the show tonight. Thanks for having yes. us. Thanks for having us. So, uh, you know, let's, let's just get right into it. Um, you guys both have attended a and for the past four to five years. Um, what separated this school from the rest of the schools that were recruiting you guys heavy in high school? Um, I'll go first. Um, <laughs> for me, it was mostly just the confidence of the program and its history, its successful history. Um, that was really appealing to me. I love confidence. I love to win. Um, and they had a winning history when I got here. So that was one thing. And then just also I've seen the impact of the Aggie Network and um, how it can have on a person's future as well. So. Yeah, for me, it was kind of the same um, as the 12th man, the energy at everything they do, uh, whether it's school, football games, soccer games, like the 12th man is just so present. And that goes beyond just being a current student it's afterwards as well. And that's a big role in life. Most definitely. Most definitely. So uh, going back to uh, two seasons ago, uh, you guys made it to the 
Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight, I believe. But um, that was a very successful season for Elite Elite Eight. Elite Eight. So that was, <laughs> yes. that was a very successful season for the team. Uh, so what made that season so special, if you guys can just uh, talk about that? Um, given that it was COVID, I think there was a lot of sacrifices that had to be made. Um, collectively as a group, we just kind of agreed, like, we will be isolated pretty much all season. Um, so we didn't run the risk of having anyone out because everyone plays a role on this team. Um, and I think that collective decision and effort and dedication to that made our team like closer and stronger um and it's like if we're gonna do all this then we better go all the way with it you know yeah um that's exactly what I was gonna say just like the effort and focus and sacrifices that we put in from preseason to the fall and then when the season was extended to the spring season like we just didn't want all that work to go to waste and I think like not knowing if we were going to have a season or not in the summer and going through all that and not being able to train the spring before in 2020 when everything was first shut down. Um, I think we just really wanted to win that year. So far. Okay. So what are the thoughts on this team? You guys are one game in the SEC play, uh, had a disappointing loss to Georgia the other day. Um, It came down to the wire. Uh, But do you guys see the same potential that uh, you guys saw back in that 2020, 2021 team? And, uh, do you guys uh, see a potential deep tournament run this year? Um, I think I definitely see the potential in this team. This team is so strong. And that's one thing that I always say when we're talking in practices or before games or after games is that we have so much potential. So I think right now we've been coming so close to these wins and we keep getting a loss in the last couple minutes. So we're just really trying to polish up our small things so that we are prepared for when tournament comes. So we're not just peaking in the middle of the season and then tournament comes and we can't um, perform and succeed the way we want to. We want to peak during tournament season. Um, so, yeah, I think we're building up to that. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I think some similarities between the 2020-2021 team and this team is it's more of a collective effort. Um we have really great players all over the field, but it's not one superstar. And I think that's what makes it really hard to play against us because you're focused on everyone, not just one person. So I think that's like really special. A lot of teams don't have that. And yeah, Katie, you say a lot of teams don't have that. And uh, just, you know, just watching games, I can really see how you guys are really like a, a tight knit group. And it seems that you guys are always playing for each other, like happy when you see another person make a play. So uh, like you said, you don't see that in a lot of teams. So I think that's special that you guys have that. Uh, so, uh, like I said, being a spectator at soccer games, um, it's easy to see that y'all two are a major contributor in the team's success. So uh, how did you guys both grow into being leaders on this team and then on to being team captains? And uh, what comes with that responsibility? Um, I think that we both just, We've played with each other for a while, a couple, like three years now, almost four now. And um, so with that, just our history, um, kind of we have some like wisdom to give the team just in what we've been through, just since we've been here the longest. We're one of the oldest on the team now. Um, So just in that aspect. And then, yeah, just helping out the younger players now and letting them know kind of learn off of the mistakes that we made before we got here, mistakes we've seen people made while we've been here so that we can kind of um, let them grow up a little bit faster in terms of um, playing in games and whatnot. Yeah, I agree. I always tell people it's really special for me because 
I've gotten to play next to Carolina for my whole time here. Um, and she's definitely someone I've looked up to, like, on and off the field. So it's really – she's helped me grow and, like, take in the role that of, like, a leadership role I never expected to have being here. Um, and it's really, like, cool, too, because we've been here for the good and the bad. And so it's really nice that we can help the younger girls and be like, look, this is what has been successful and this is what hasn't. So, like, we want to help you. Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, can you both – Talk about your experiences, soccer players, and uh, why this sport is so special to you both. Um, my experience, why this is special to me, just this is just something that I think I've been doing for so long. It's just become a part, not only who I am, but just a part, a large part of who I am and um, a large part of my life, I guess, since I've been playing since I'm a child. And um, just when I realized the talent that I had, just being able to continue to level up and hit these different achievements, these different levels of soccer. Um, I think that's why it's just special to me. It's just something I can always turn to. I can always have trust in and um, something I know I'm, I'm good at at least and will consistently be able to grow in for sure. Yeah, I agree. I think um, I've been playing since probably I was seven and Whenever one of my club coaches was like, yeah, like there's college soccer. I was like, what? Like I can do that. Like in college, that's so crazy to me. Um, but I loved it. And it was like an outlet, but also a place where you can just be yourself. And like, that's where I made most of my friends growing up and all of that. Um, and having that family aspect in college with your team and everything has been like super special. And, it's just, yeah, there's always room to improve, and I think that's always cool because, like, you're always improving as a person, but, like, in soccer, it's, like, you can notice the changes that you've gone through. Like, looking at who I am now versus freshman year is just like, so crazy to me. I feel that. I feel that. So uh, this is a safe space, obviously. Um, how do you think that the Texas A&M Athletic Department treats their female athletes and uh, – is it where it needs to be? Uh, do you think there's any improvements that need to be made in terms of how we approach women's athletics? I think the department treats it treats the way it treats its women athletics. I think it is they treat us appropriately. I think it just what it comes down to is the um, different sports. I guess like this semester, I know with IE Park being is going under construction and. You know, they're having the um, new football facility under construction. They just tore down the track, um, the old track by soccer. That's all under construction right now. So we've had to do a lot of adjustment um, in terms of routines that we're usually used to because of construction um, that maybe football has not really had to adjust to at that in that in the fact that we're in the same season. So I know one of our players, Lainey, um, had actually like made an anonymous or made a report about it. And um, just to kind of show some more equality in terms of accommodating us since we're also in season, just like football's in season and they accommodated them in terms of the park and whatnot, um, just accommodating us. And since we're in season as well, I think that's when it gets tricky. And those are the, that's the level of treatment where it differs a little bit. I think they do a really good job at, 
just acknowledging the fact that there is a difference in men and women's sports, um, an obvious difference, and that they're trying to do the things necessary to gain an equal platform for both. Um, but yeah, this semester has been a little frustrating because, like, for example, we don't have the entrance into our own field right now and the parking that we usually do. Um, for construction, that's not for us. And that's just a little frustrating because... Like, we feel like we've earned it, um, like, maybe some facility upgrades and stuff. And we're very grateful for what we have. A lot of times, like, going to other, uh, playing at other universities, we're like, oh, our field is so much better than this and everything. But, you know, just, like, the same playing field or just a little more even or just a little acknowledgement, like, maybe, like, asking us what we would like to see specifically. Most definitely. I I, I feel that. I feel that. Moving on, uh, Carlina, you were once the SEC co-defender of the year. And uh, Katie, you were the team's uh, defensive MVP in 2021. So my question to the both of y'all is, how do you guys continue to push each other? And uh, if there's any, is there any competitive nature between you guys in practice or uh, stats and from games and uh, from looking at your seasons in the past, um, how do you guys continue to keep that competitive fire to uh, continue to push the best out of each other? Um, I would say that there is, but it's not like I want to beat her. I want to do better than her. It's more of like a helpful competitiveness. Like in games, when I see Katie like come out of nowhere and just make this hard tackle or this like game-saving tackle, I'm like, I need to be like that. Like I need to put in that kind of effort. I want to be that for my team right here and there. And or in practice when she's making like this amazing pass or hits a long ball that's just like perfect and accurate. Like, I'm like, I need to do that for my team. I want to be that um, for my team and be that kind of show them, be that, um, what is it called? Lead by example, that example for my team in terms of um, what a player can look like and um, how disciplined and skillful they can be. So I would say that there is competitiveness, but it's not like your usual competitiveness if like, I want to be better than her or anything petty like that. It's also, it's obviously just, it's just trying to make each other better in that aspect. Yeah. Carl's someone I've looked up to since like freshman year. So like stealing the good, like for bits from her game, like I've never been good at like one V one tackles, but like I watch her and she's so good at those, never misses those. And so I'm like, how can I do that? And so I just like sit there and just watch and everything Carl's like my voice of reason. Like she tells me where to be a lot, and I'm like, well, if I wasn't, if Carl wasn't telling me where to be, like that would have been cool. Um, but I think like in practice and stuff too. Like we always after a drill, we'll come together and be like, okay, like what did you see or like whatever, and like talk it out and see how we can make it just that much better for everyone. Because um, like when we're at our best, then we're helping the team be at our best collectively, so. So it's like a healthy competition is what I'm hearing. Uh, last question, oh, actually two more, second to last question. Um, it's no secret, and we kind of touched base on it earlier when, uh, Carlina, you mentioned the anonymous tip that Lainey had uh, brought up to the athletic department, but um, it's no secret that women's, athletic is, women's athletics is still not receiving the proper attention um, as male athletics. So as women who are athletes, uh, do you have any thoughts off the top of your head that uh, a person like me or just uh, spectators of different sports and different leagues, 
um, how we can help um, solve this problem and, and close the gap when it comes to um, supporting women's athletics? Um, I would just say to continue to advocate for us. I know that you are a big example here at the University of Advocating for Women's Sports and um, just supporting women's sports in general across the board. So just continuing to advocate for us and point out things that maybe people don't see or maybe that we don't even see that um, maybe that other people think that we deserve that we may not even notice. So just that advocation, I think, can go a long way. And um, like we want support just like everything else. We we feed off of it in games and everything. So um, I think it's grown for sure, though. So Yeah, I agree with all that. Um, I think like we get a great number of people that come to our soccer games. We're probably like one of the highest teams in attendance. But I think that could go like anywhere like that should kind of be the standard for any school um almost just Mm -hmm. soccer especially is like a growing sport but so is volleyball so is women's basketball like all of those are growing sports and you know we want the same for like all the women's sports like the same turnout that and football is a little dramatic to expect but like the same turnout from like men's basketball for women's basketball for example most definitely, most definitely. So, uh, last question for you both. Uh, right now, you uh, y'all are sitting at five, two, and two. Um, you have Mississippi coming up, Mississippi State coming up for your next opponent. Um, what has this week of preparation and uh, ha- what has this week of preparation looked like for the team so far? Um, I think I touched on it a little bit earlier, but I think we've just been focusing on polishing our game and polishing the way we play, like cleaning up our first touch, the way we turn, our shape, the different runs we make, um, different positions for forwards to be able to turn, playing off each other, like those small things that when they add up can give us a huge result, just polishing those things up and then also being prepared for different scenarios in the game to set us best up for success. Um, So I think we've really been locked in. We really, really want to win this week. We need to win this week. And I think the focus has been there. Um, for sure. So hopefully we can get the the dub tomorrow. Yeah, I thought everyone came out. Um, I guess Monday was our first practice back. Everyone came back fired up, not with their heads hanging um, from the Georgia game, because we played that game and we knew we could have won that. And I think that's like a confidence booster. Although it was a lot a loss, but we get to go into this next game knowing we're still capable. Um, so we all really did put the work in this week, and we were. We have four different coaches to talk to about to get their perspective on things and like trying to clean up like little areas. It was like a really great week of practice, and everyone seemed like really bought into the process. Well, hopefully y'all can y'all can come out on top because I know I know when would be nice. But I want to say thank you both for coming on for another episode of the Pod of Aggie Land. Uh, this has been. A great episode featuring Carlina Sample and Katie Smith. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Chase. Thanks, Chase. Welcome back to the Potty of Aggie Land. This episode is very special to me because I was able to um, interview Aggie soccer stars uh, Carlina Sample and Katie Smith. But now I have the chance to have a little one-on-one conversation with my girlfriend, who is Carlina Sample. So um, let's get right into it, Miss Carlina. Um, I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna ask you, and I'm, I'm gonna have you tell the fans uh, how we met and uh, what were your first impressions of me. And then you're gonna say your first impressions of me. 
yeah, 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 I do that. I do that. I do that. <laughs> um, okay. Um, Chase and I first met when um, I was in the process of starting the Blueprint, which is a um, student athlete org here on campus. And I was in that stage of creating an executive board and I needed to reach out to other student athletes who are like-minded and passionate about the same things as me. And um, Chase and I knew about each other. We didn't really know each other personally. Like I didn't really know much about him. He didn't really know much about me, but we knew the name. He knew the name Carlina. I knew the name Chase Lane. And um, I had seen him on a couple forums before. He was talking a lot <laughs> in some of the um, forums, and he uh, um, really gave some intelligent answers, and it really caught my eye. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm a, I need him on our board. I need him. And so I got his number from someone. Um, I texted him. We set up a phone call. And, yeah, that was, like, the beginning of our friendship, I guess. And we just started hanging out a lot after that. And then, yeah, it just built after that. You guys know how it goes. And now we are now where we are now, dating, happily dating. And uh, I'm thankful that it happened at the way it did. Yeah, and just to piggyback off of that, um, I saw, I also saw Carlina on a lot of the forums and she would also be giving intelligent answers and um, just answers that would just make you think about just life and as a whole. And, um, what attracted me to her, not, not as a, as a, as a girlfriend, but as a friend was just, um, her independence and, uh, the way she carried herself. And, um, I'm an independent person myself. So whenever I see that in a person, I'm very intrigued by it. So, uh, her independence struck me first uh, by her. And, and like she said, just, um, we, we established such a, a strong and, and uh a strong and loyal friendship to each other in in that first uh in that first year that we uh we met and it, it transpired into a a beautiful relationship so uh like she said i'm i'm grateful for the way it happened and uh yeah yeah i'm grateful for the way it happened yeah I'll leave it at that <laughs> so um yeah. moving on uh i'm gonna let the fans know first that carlina made the first move and it took me some time to, to it took me some time to come around. So I'm gonna let Carlina speak on that a little bit and how she got to feel for me before I before I came around. So I'm gonna let her speak on that. Why you gotta say you gotta let the fans know? Um well yeah, so we have been friends for a long time. Like you said, we were hanging out like basically almost every day and like people would always come up, up to us, like, "Are y'all dating? Are y'all dating? Are y'all talking?" Blah, da 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 da. And we were like, "No, we're just friends. We're just friends, letting it happen." And then, yes, I did develop feelings first, and I held my cards to my chest for a little bit because I don't like to put myself out there too quick. You know how that can go sometimes, and. Um, it was eventually, I just got to a point where I was like, I know he likes me, but like, we didn't know, we hadn't talked about that any or anything. So yes, I grew the courage and I sat him down one time when we were hanging out and, um, I was like, yeah, I'm feeling you Chase. <laughs> Basically I told him I was feeling him. I felt some type of way about him and, 
um, he was like, what did he say? I was honest and I let her know that I wasn't in that place yet. And that I didn't feel like I was in a place to, to be a hundred percent involved in the relationship and she respected it. And okay. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So he was talking about, he's not ready for relationship and whatnot. And I took it. I wasn't mad at him or anything. I appreciated the honesty. I had a girl's trip in Vegas right after. So I went to Vegas, had me some fun. And then, um, but he didn't tell me this till after all his friends were telling him like, like Chase, you feeling her? Like you like her? Telling him in his ear and he just kept denying it. Um, but eventually he finally let his guard down and told me he was felt the same way back to me. And that's when we started growing into more than friends. It was, it was a long journey, but it happened how it needed to. It happened at the time that it needed to for us at our own pace. I like to take things slow. He likes to take things slow. So we were both on the same page in that aspect, but Yes, I did make the first move, and that's how it went. And so, yeah, you can guys say thanks to me for putting myself out there. Thanks to Chase's friends. Shout out to Chase's friends for telling him how he felt, even though he was trying to deny it, even though I knew the truth. Okay, so moving on. uh, Actually, I don't even think I know the answer to this. But what is your biggest pet peeve that I do that bothers you the most? Mm, I would say he, when you chew, like he chews his straws, like whenever we go out to eat and we have a straw and I drink, he chews on the straw and then he asks me if I want some and I say yes. And then I, I don't want it anymore because the straw has been all chewed up and it's just nasty at that point. And it just grosses me out. I would say that's the number one thing or like, like when we're sleeping, he likes to take up the whole bed and he gives me a sliver. True or not true. (laughs) I gotta have my space as a man. Gotta have my space. Gotta have my space. Moving on. I'm going to ask you this question and then I'll, and I'll give my answer in response, but what has it like, uh, what has it been watching me play? Uh, first as a friend, but now as my girlfriend, what has that experience been? And uh, are you, is there anxiety in watching me play? Is there, is there any, you know, just, just, just like I said, it's just anxiety. So just talk about that. Um, Yeah. I love watching you play as a friend. I think I was always wanting you to succeed and, but I just felt like I had to be like a little bit more quiet about it and like low key, but now I feel like I can be loud about it and really express my support for you and like cheer loud whenever I hear your name or see you on the screen or on the field or whatever it is or wave at you. And um, in terms of anxieties, I would just say like, maybe I feel like as an, as an athlete, like you can understand the game and understand injuries are part of it, but obviously I'm going to be worried. Like if I see you, on the ground or if I see you come off hurt and limping or not feeling yourself or if I see like a play didn't go your way or something like I always try to check if like if you're okay and if you're in your head and um like I always try to catch your eye contact to let you know it's okay you just got to move on to the next one or I'll whisper something to your mom like where is he or do you think he's okay or something like that so 
Um, I would say there's a little bit anxiety. I just want, always want you to have your confidence. I always tell you to keep your head up and to never question yourself. And I know how things can't go your way sometimes in sports, but, um, it's, I always say like, it's not what happens. It's how you react to what happens. And, um, so yeah, you know how I talk to you and, um, yeah, I would just say the anxieties are just hoping coming from me, wanting you to be at your best and wanting you to succeed. Understood. I kind of feel the same way. And I didn't, before I started dating Carlene, I didn't really attend any soccer games. So I didn't really know anything about the sport, but now being in a relationship with Carlene and like getting the chance to like sit with her families as well. And, and basically learning the game of soccer from her and her family has made like it's so much fun for me because now I understand what's going on and now I can really see how good Carlina is and how much talent she has. So just when I see her out there and I just know what she has to do and she goes and does it like with like effortlessly, it just like makes me so it makes me just admire her like outside of just being my girlfriend, but just as an athlete. And uh, like we said in the interview with her and Katie, she was the SEC co-defender of the year and, I feel like sometimes she doesn't even realize how big that is. But, um, yeah, uh, uh, same. I think I have the same anxieties and just wanting her to succeed and wanting her team to succeed because she's a true competitor. And um, when she loses, um, you can tell, like, how much it means to her and, like, how bad she wants to win because she is a natural-born winner, I believe. So, um, yeah, just seeing just how, like, how much she gives herself to her sport is really uh, admirable. And just really, um, I just I respect the hell out of it. So, um, yeah, the best relationships student athletes can be in are in relationships with other student athletes because uh, no one truly understands that grind, that mental grind, that physical grind, um, the the frustrations, the ups, the downs, like like a student athlete. So, um, Carlina, can you just like talk about how vital it is that both of us happen to be student athletes and how uh, that makes our relationship that much better? Um, yeah, I think the fact that we're both student athletes just gives us, allows us to be on a different level of understanding, um, like in terms of practices, in terms of our schedules, in terms of um, expectations that we are met, in terms of holding each other accountable um, and just helping each other out in that aspect of student athletes, I think it really helps because he can understand the, the situations that I'm found in and when it terms, comes to my team and I can understand situations that he is in when it comes to his team and um, in terms of different levels of adversity that we face, we can kind of relate to each other in that aspect. Like I said earlier, when it comes to injuries, we can relate to each other in that aspect. Um, so yeah, it's just a very transparent level of understanding. Um, I would say the hardest thing about it is uh, both of our sports are in the same season. So I'm in my main season right now in football. He's in his main season right now. So um, when we're both in season, it's kind of hard to find time to spend time with each other just because um, our sports are so demanding. And we both know that um, like when we're in season, our sports are our priority at that time. Um, just because they have to meet sports and school are our first two. So um, that's just another level of understanding. Understanding like those may come before us doesn't mean that 
I don't want to see him. It's more of we just have to find time for each other. And I think we have done a good job about it. It's hard sometimes, but, um, you know, you make time for the people you want to. So we definitely find pockets of time to spend with each other, but it is difficult in the fall for sure. Yeah. And, and I agree with everything she said, just talking about just um, the time commitments that our sports both have to have. And, uh, you know, just having that level of understanding that she touched on has gone a long way uh, and has contributed a lot to our growth in our relationship, especially like when we are in season. But it just makes it when we're not in season, it just makes it that much more special because we really feel like we have like a lot of time for each other. And um, yeah, it's it's been fun. So um, I want to thank uh, special thank you to my girlfriend who. Uh, clear her schedule tonight to come on to the pod of Aggie land for a special episode. Um, just for the fans to know me and Carlina, Carlina and I's, excuse me, uh, one year anniversary is coming up on Tuesday, September 27th. So we're going to be looking forward to celebrating that. So um, Carlina, if you want to add anything, I just want to say thank you for coming on to the show and uh, it's all you. Um, I'll just say thank you for having me. I've had fun since I've, brought me on I was honored that you asked me to be a part of this and because I know I want it to be yours I want you to be the the focus of it all so I'm glad that you found time to share with me and I just want you to know I'm proud of you and I love seeing you um, succeed in this I know you enjoy doing it and it's I love seeing you have fun with it so good job I love you and I'm proud of you for sure keep it up thank you thank you thank you thank you this has been another exclusive episode of the Pod of Aggieland. Uh, like I said, starring your host, Chase Lane. Um, probably my favorite episode that I've done this far this season, just having the opportunity, like I said, to interview Carlina and Katie and having that one-on-one conversation with my girlfriend. Um, I'm really looking forward to you guys hearing this episode. And uh, yeah, I'm out. Peace.